Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, your life connection to the information for a healthy body, an enlightened mind, and a renewed spirit. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Voice for Spirit, live on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, monthly on the third Tuesday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. This is your opportunity to listen live with host Princess Deb. Deborah refers to her work as a voice for spirit to help those seeking enlightenment understand their own connection to the source of all life so they may empower themselves to create the life they wish to live. Deborah will discuss topics and tools on how to take your soul back to its original blueprint. I know Deborah has a lot of wonderful information for you this evening and also a wonderful guest. So without further ado, welcome, Deb. Hey, Courtney. Thanks for the introduction. Well, tonight, um, in honor of the new moon that's coming tomorrow, I have my guest, Sarah, who is basically the founder of the Ghost Club, and, you know, founder and co, I would say founder and co-owner of VP Paranormal. And some of you guys already know out there because I put it on my Facebook everywhere and on social media everywhere that I am now a part of that team. And I am like overjoyed, way excited about it and just excited to just get into some shenanigans, just with ghosts and everything. So Sarah's here with me tonight to kind of even give an introduction to the um, VP Paranormal and just some um, interesting kind of like feedback in just the development of the, you know, Paranormal um, group. And just to give you a little history on her and her sisters who kind of started it and I just joined and just give you a little feedback on what we plan to do and how it came about and maybe how we met and from on and on. So Sarah is here. So say hi, Sarah. Hi. So <laughs> Sarah and I met through Mary Ann, who is a mutual friend of ours. We absolutely love, 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 love. I have to say thank you, Mary Ann. I got my gift. I have to say it really, really quick. I'm very, very excited. You'll see pictures on Facebook tonight. Anyway, <laughs> um, Marianne introduced us, and from there, me and Sarah are just like kids in the candy store as far as our relationship, and it kind of just clicked. But what I loved about Sarah is that she definitely has that scientific mind as far as like the paranormal. So she's not someone that goes in and, and is exactly like looking for a ghost. Like she goes in and she's more, I would say, of debunking. But I like her middle ground and the way that she kind of, like, explains things. So, Sarah, with you, even just when we met, you know, I had asked you, like, you know, what was your point of view? And we were talking about other different uh, paranormal groups and their, you know, like, whole thing. And you were telling me, you know, explain a little bit, like, what you were telling me. You were seeing, like, the difference between you guys and them. Right. that you had noticed, like the difference. Right. So the, the team itself is uh, my sisters and I, two older sisters, um, and we started the team, and, you know, yeah, it was for fun, and it's always when you kind of get started, it's, you know, you get really caught up in the fear, but probably what kind of necessarily go in and believe the set stories that are told and then we don't go in and automatically say oh my god there's a demon or every in every bump that you hear is not going to be a ghost so i think we try really hard to um 
maybe explain the other side because I think it's around us every day. Right. And so it's not this grand big story that only a few people can handle and the rest of you know, the rest of us can't. Right. I think that, you know, we have to go in there looking at it like it's a realistic thing. Right. And the experiences are probably a little bit more realistic than maybe. So, and I'm not trying to call out, there's always, you know, there's tons of paranormal teams out there. So I think for different personal, personalities, there's so many people you can reach out to. Right. We hope to kind of reach out to the people that are looking for a little bit more of a realistic experience in paranormal. So basically you guys go in and basically look at, you know, what I like, the psychology kind of part of right. it. Let's let's look at that first right. of everything before we see a house that's, right. you know, got, you know, some old creeks or, Absolutely. you know, that aspect, like really dissecting the person first. Of and, I, and I think everything. that right, paranormal definitely plays off the person you're working with. So you have to be careful and you have to read between the lines because you'll see some I don't like to use the word client, but for people who reach out for help, you know, you can go into some people's homes and they'll have it kind of at level 10 and they're really kind And you you have to kind of dissect what they're saying. You have to read between the lines. You have to understand what personal, like, I guess maybe the best way for me is I think our team tries to go in and first see is something human made. Right. And then is it human condition? And then you can start picking away at the paranormal. I just think that a lot of times groups go in and before they realize, is it something that's been human-made and is it a human condition, they go right to the paranormal. So right. we, we try to go through a little bit of a, you know, a process before we just claim something to be haunted. Which I really love. And the other thing that was really interesting, you know, just um, working with your sisters, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, we're going to introduce them. You're going to tell me a little bit about them because... Um, just to having having someone who does the history part of everything was really different. Right. And to really, like, know their shit was really cool <laughs> on it, you know. And then, you know, the other thing I have to say, you know, she has my namesake, yes, and sure. it was great <laughs> meeting Dad. Hi, Dad, you know. And But I want to go in and introduce her sisters, like, who does what. Okay. So um, I'll go by age. Yeah, sure. My sisters will appreciate that. So, <laughs> right. You can kill her later. That's right. So, <laughs> the, the oldest of the three sisters is Michelle, and she is out of Buffalo, New York, or West Seneca, so the Western New York area. Um, her personality is she lo- she's very adventuresome, and she kind of just goes right into anything. Like, if the scarier it looks, like, she makes us, like, we're going to do it. She goes, right. no is not an answer. So she just jumps right in. Yeah. So she's she, like my scary yeah. white person yeah. on the screen. Yeah. That kind of, like, she, just jumps in. She we're going to do it. We're going to go right yeah. into danger. You can't pass any abandoned house without her going, we got to stop. i got to go. Look. Oh, that's cool. That <laughs> she's also cool. the first person to, like, get out. Like she, oh, 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 okay. And but, then she turns into the black person. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> she gets super, like, she gets very freaked out. But she does push us to explore things that maybe we wouldn't explore because, like, I, I get a little bit more, um, I, the word isn't logical, but I, I might get a little bit, like, mothery and, you know, we're not going to go in there. That's not safe. But mm-hmm. she kind of pushes us to do that. Um, and then there's Debbie or Deborah, Deb, yes, yes. who is the middle sister. And um, she is very, she's very logical. Um, she is, uh, she works at her high school library, and she loves research. Um, and I think that's huge. I think when, uh, as a paranormal team, if you don't put the time in into research, I yeah. think you do the place of big disgust, you know, unjust. You have to, like, really know 
what you're looking at, what you're looking for. And like I said earlier, I don't really, I don't like the, the fabricated story. Right. Because I think that, in, you know, when you start dealing in the paranormal, I mean, I get that there's a location that will have a story stuck to it, but maybe that's not the story that wants to be told. Exactly. Maybe there are other stories that are out there that want to be told. So I think it's really important to kind of have that research backing behind you. And, you know, kind of like you, you mentioned, like we did a, a hunt with you this summer, and um, it was kind of a cool thing for us because we've never worked with the psychic medium before. Yeah, that was interesting, yeah. even with you guys as a team. And I, you know, want my audience to know, too, that this was the first team that yeah. I had ever heard. You guys didn't have any kind of, like, psychic medium no. or no. psychic, you no. know, because that's two different things, people, <laughs> psychic and medium. Different. There's some people who are psychic and, psychic and medium, have mediumship skills, and then there's some that are just psychic, and then there's some that's just medium. So... I was really surprised that you guys had yeah. never worked that way. The other thing that was really interesting, because um, this is the team that I did this Dick's World. Is it Dick's World? Yeah, Dick's World. Um, Humpy was in Ann Arbor. And it was very interesting that you guys came and you had never worked with anyone as far as uh, intuitive no. on it. But I, what I thought was really fascinating is that you guys, you know, beforehand did the research on the land and the cemetery. I mean, like, everything around there, and that, like, blew me away. Well, and I think that's the part that, and I, and I know a lot of teams do do that, but I think that's the part that I like. You know, one, we're sisters, and now we've got our soul sister with us. Yeah. So we're, we're sisters, and we enjoy the adventure, and it's a term that um, my sisters and I have used for years, um, doing mini adventures. And so you know, we, we oftentimes go into town blindly and you just kind of start looking around. And so when we knew we were doing Dick's Row, we did just, a, we did some basic research. Right. We didn't do a, we didn't dig super deep, but we did dig a little bit and we always like to go to the location, you know, prior to, and, you know, the same day, but a little bit prior to and go to the cemetery, touch some history, look at the places around it. And all that stuff affects it. And Dixboro is really unique because it's a really, really small town. Yeah, very small town. Very, very small town. <laughs> and I think the cool thing about that was when before you even got there, you had a couple. Um, yeah, like um, well, before I got there, in the investigation that I go to is like the night before. I usually like I'll say I usually have a haunting of a dead person, or I'll have, you know, uh, I would say a vision or premonition. Or I'll get names, right. which or, which would be the dead person, and that was really unique that I had like you know names or you know uh, something that was like coming to me right. that I kind of put out there before we all went, you know. And I was watching so you guys. So yeah, it was kind of a cool for us. It was like it was a gr- we were already kind of roaming around the town, and so when you put it out there a name, and we went right to the cemetery, and it was like okay, now let's look. Right. And. You know, um, I think that, again, and it kind of, to me, if you're going to do an investigation, and this is personal preference, right? I mean, you should be respectful to the history you're going to learn. And I always find it to be very important that if we're going to do this, we should walk away with some form of a lesson of, you know, I, I like to walk away with something new of history. I right. Like learn one more thing, you know. And I know Dixborough, the general store, does have its little well-known haunting yeah and everybody kind of sticks to that one story but the interesting thing was for that particular investigation is you came up with a name 
um, although I did not find the correct gravesite, I did find one gravesite with the name on it, but his is in that same cemetery. Right. Um, and then when you were there, you saw um, two more people. Right. And that I had no clue right. about. So, you know, I think the thing is, is you have to remember when you do these things, you can't walk out thinking you didn't get anything because you probably did. And then your investigation is right. never over exactly. when you leave. Exactly. So we happened to buy um, a local book uh, book from the store, and I believe it was um, oh my gosh I can't remember. And it's like they're saying on their sign. I, I apologize, um, but we looked through the book and we actually tagged the name you gave and the two people you possibly saw, which made complete and utter sense to why it was in that building. That so crazy. for me, I felt like maybe this particular person was kind of like. The other person always gets the story here. I'm right. here. I have a connection. And it was right. just, so it was kind of neat for us, I think, to be able to work. And I don't normally, um, I mean, I love psychic mediums. That's a part that kind of brings my mom into this. Right. It was something her and I did together when I was growing up. Um, but for us, our team is very, like, it's been just everyday people, you know, um, and it's no disrespect to other teams, but we don't we don't kind of put demonologists or Wiccans or witches. We don't have right. that aspect to our team. We have um, a speech pathologist who works on our EVPs with us because what a what better person? Right, that is like amazing to me. Yeah, to be able to go over, oh, to go over yeah. and take out those yeah. sounds. She and Lynn is a very good girlfriend of mine. Lynn Williams is amazing. And she even nails things that you that you miss. And she can give you syllables. And, and it's like, oh, oh my gosh. Wow. Um, we work with nurses. Um, you know, anything that I think, you, again, you have to knock out, is it man-made, is it human condition, and then you can get down to the paranormal. So I just think for us, it's, you know, everybody has their journey. Right. Every team has their right. thing. I'm not taking it away from them. But I think the field is really saturated with that. I think there are so many demonologists out there. I don't need to be that. I don't need right. to have that on our team. I want to get to I want to get to the everyday things that right. may be reaching out to touch us. And I think right. that they do happen every day. Right. And I think that's good. And I think that's what I like because, you know, um you guys focus on more of like the smaller projects, and when I say that, then the big places, like everyone's heard of Waverly, and right. everyone's heard of Shawshank, and everyone's heard of, like, asylums, and, and people know on my Facebook I've been locked down in certain bigger places and gotten certain evidence and, you know, pictures, but I've never, I always want to tackle, you know, small houses, you know, or I hate to say haunted houses right. because we don't really know if they are, but we like the individual of when someone's calling and saying they need a cleansing and come to find out it's not really a damn cleansing. It's really like something's there or something's going on where you guys' work, you go in and it's like, okay, this is tied to this or this is tied to that. But that's part of the fun to me of of the paranormal. It's it's a mystery. You're you're living out a mystery. And like I said, it doesn't end when the investigation's over. The investigation's really never over. And it's a great way to learn history. It's a great, a great way to meet people. It's, you know, it's everybody. Yeah, it's interesting how personalities just kind of play a big part in it. And so as our team kind of uh, got more organized, dare I say, I mean, my sisters and I have been interested in this forever, but as we get kind of became more organized um, and started to kind of um, really spend time and effort in the research of paranormal, then you kind of start realizing, like, you know, that learning curve is never over, number one. So I don't 
then there's always a touchy subject. I know there are people out there that will say, you know, they're an expert. I, I don't know if I believe there's really an expert in paranormal. I think you either have a lot of experience right. and you can share that. However, there's not a set rule. So I don't like, to, as you know, right. I don't like right. to say, if I were to go into a house, I don't like to say, well, ghosts don't like when you, or ghosts don't do when they. You can't say that. There I mean, I believe true. that, too, because there's so many worlds on the other side that, I mean, just personally coming from me and just seeing and seeing certain things around people that other people can't see, right. that how can you be an expert? There's no book that's written on this shit. It's nothing that's there. And, right. and the books that are right. not hardcore science. All right. science is now kind of hooking up with it, and there are things now that they can say, okay, the soul does right. a lot. Right. But I think that you're taking, I mean, you and, you and I have talked about this at length. I mean, between culture and religion and right. geography, you know, all these things play a part in people's belief system. Right. And so as I think our team kind of moves on and grows in our experience, I try really, really hard to kind of drop the conditioned beliefs, although it's very hard to do it yeah, at times, it and try to really understand what could be coming through on the other side. So I love the fact that we got to add you, and, and you're right, when we first met, as you know, I want to just crawl up in your lap and <laughs> sit down and just, I could have talked for hours. She's in my lap right now, everyone. She's in my lap right now. <laughs> and, you know, I think that it was, it was, I think the thing I love is that you allow me to be skeptical when I want to be. And I think you, you offer information that makes me think, kind of like our conversation just, you know, last week. And right. it, it did change my view. And our views are always, I think, for our team, we're always willing to change our views because it, again, we're open. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're open. Curve and, right. and, and every experience gives us a little bit more. Something we really thought we believed then kind of changed our mind when we were on this investigation or if we thought we would never believe that. I, I think that we are willing to, but it's got to be realistic. Right. So I hope Definitely. that, yeah, I yeah. hope that people, um, if they, and, and like you said, with the home studies, you know, it's really got to be realistic. These are people's homes. I love the bigger venues. I yeah. think they're amazing. And I think that people should always do them because you help preserve history when you pay for that stuff. I think it's right. hugely important. Right. Um, but I think when you do home studies, that's a whole different technique of the normal investigation. It is. And it you is. have to be very careful. I don't think how you go into Waverly. Right. It's exactly how you should go into a home study. No, it's totally, of course, totally, totally different. Um, and I was just going to bring that up, you know, because home, you know, compared to home studies and public <clears throat> public hunts, right. you know, we talked about that a lot. Mm -hmm. And with you guys' team, I mean, how do you feel about public hunts? I mean, have you guys went into certain places and you're like, uh, it was nothing there. Uh, uh, yeah. like, uh, right. we didn't hear nothing. <laughs> And I thought about this question actually for a while. Um, I'll just put that out there. Good question, Deborah. <laughs> uh, I, I did think about this question actually um, for a while because um, just because it didn't happen when I was there doesn't mean it's not so. And I want to make sure that people understand that just because it hasn't happened to me that I'm just saying, well, it doesn't, it, it's not realistic. Right. I, we do have our views. Our team does not view the negative. And, you know, if there's positive, there's negative. We, we get that. We just don't believe in the demonic realm of it. Mm -hmm. um, and in the 20-some years that I've been involved in paranormal, I've never seen a headspin. I've never seen furniture thrown across the room. I've not, those things haven't happened. And I think that, you know, um, people's personal, personal energy can play into that. Right. Um, but I think public hunts are amazing. 
I think you should explore them because I think that it gets you out there and you meet a lot of different people right. that are interested in paranormal. Yes, I have gone to locations. There's one in Bethany, New York that's very popular, Rolling Hills, and we've been there a couple times. And, you know, we literally could be in the same room or the room right next door where we just spent, say, 25 minutes sitting there looking at a ball and nothing happened, right? And you move on to the next, and not two seconds into it, two other women will come in and go, oh, my God, the ball's all over the And I don't know if that's true. Right. I, I just don't think it happens the way they say it does. I think okay. when you go in, power of suggestion is very, very huge and powerful. Right. Which I think is energy. Is energy. So I think if you tell them this is what's going to happen, um, I prefer when I go into a public hunt, I really wish they wouldn't do the introduction of, well, before you guys got here, we had crazy activity. Because once they say that, I know we're going to get results. Nothing. Right. And it happens every time. That right. Um, I would say for us, and, and actually to put this out there as well, I would be very leery of a paranormal team that gets 100% hit when they go out. If they say every time they go out, they get a crazy they get evidence, something. I guess they aren't. And they're not, they're not looking at their evidence in a skeptical and or, um, you know, debunk or try to figure out what right. could be causing that. I just don't think any team realistically gets 100% hit. Um, but again, you know, we get mostly voices, we get mostly EVPs, um, possible camera things, pictures, videos, however, now you can bring in a photographer and they can explain a lot of that away. Right. Um, so it would have to be pretty crazy evidence for me to go, you know, I'm not a huge fan of orbs. Right. I don't think my sisters are as huge, but there are some pictures right. that you go, okay, that's kind of crazy, and right. then your personal experience plays into it. Exactly. So I think if you're honest about what you're feeling right then and there, then it's kind of like when we were at Dixboro, right? Like for us, there was one person that was there um, investigating that kind of had big experiences. Right. I was right next to her and didn't feel anything. That doesn't right. mean that there wasn't anything happening. Right. It just wasn't where I opened myself up to or it wasn't. I, I, don't, I, I don't know because I wasn't investigating her. Right. <laughs> I was investigating the location. So where with me, it was like right. sitting there and then I started reading all of you. Right. <laughs> like it really wasn't right. anything that I felt like was right. kind of there. I only had that one thing with that big-ass face that was there. Right. And right. That whatever, but but the location um, was amazing because yeah. you're talking about Plymouth Road, right? It was the main and then the crossroads, yeah. and it was really yeah. very interesting, yeah. you know. And like I said, it it was just you know very older, and I think we had more activity outside than yeah. anything. We were mostly inside, and to be a place to do outside again. Right. And, and like you said, you kept saying you saw people, um, I think, gathering, or you had a lot of people stopping by in one area outside before we walked yeah. in. And I said, okay, well, this was the main road between Detroit and Ann Arbor for trade. That particular store Which was quite interesting. Yeah, and they also, when you dig into the history, um, every year they would have, and nobody knows where they were going or where they came from, but once a year, gypsies would come in and steal wood from the people and go out in the field and hang out for a night or two, and then they would be gone. So it was interesting to me what you were, and I guess that's what I kind of liked about it, because it was like, okay, it's really cool that you're saying things before you knew anything we knew, yeah. and then to be able to validate that information. Right. Um, so, and I probably wouldn't work with, well, we just mesh. So for right. me, that's a good thing. But, again, I think you allow us to be skeptical, and I think 
you're willing to question as well as we bring you stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. It works well for us. And, again, yeah. every team's different. I just hope that people, when they would meet us, you know, we're, we're an all-women team, which I think is I know. That was really cool. We were saying that the, the other day when we met for our meeting, we were saying that we were like, we looked around, and we were like, oh, my God. I think we're, like, one of the yeah. first, like, all-women all kind of, like, yeah. team. And we're, like, chicks that really look good, like, <laughs> Well, I mean, literally, like, we really look good. Like, once we do the photo shoot, I think people are going to be like, okay. Like, we're just hot. Like, wait till we get our outfit. That's right. That's right. We have to have an official ghost hunting outfit. Exactly. Sure. I think the sisters just now know we're getting outfits. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, yeah, I think that, you know, it's we're, we do allow, I mean, we do have men guest investigators. But yeah. I like the fact that, one, I don't want our team to ever be this team that's 50 people deep. Right. Um, I think that doesn't mean you can't invite people to come investigate. But I think right. keeping um, the team in a smaller kind of, um, you know, group and just learning what we can learn. And then that's kind of where Ghost Club Detroit camp comes in, where then you can take that and give so it. So talk about Ghost Club Detroit so they know the difference from us and right. Ghost so Club Detroit. I started, um, once again, our friend Marianne, um, I kind of started Ghost Club Detroit because um, she was so sweet. And anytime I would talk about paranormal, she always kind of felt like it had this negative connotation to it, like that it was just kind of, you know, like, oh, it's, don't, don't, do you have to say it like that? And I'm like, it's not what you think. It's not the movies. I, I'm sorry to have to say it. It's not even the TV shows. No, <laughs> it close. Um, so it's a lot of boring hanging out. So you've got to like your teammates. Right. You do a lot of hanging out and talking. Um, so Ghost Club Detroit, I kind of started so people could understand what it was we did in the field and kind of a, an unbiased look at paranormal. Um, and then as we kind of got into it, what I realized is I would love for Ghost Club Detroit to be something where if other, I would love to invite other paranormal investigators to participate. I think you should hear all sides of people's techniques and talents mm-hmm. and experiences. Um, and their evidence. Yeah, and, and their evidence. They have. And, and teach us new things. Yeah. And so I think that we're VP Paranormal, that is the team. And we, although are open to um, learning new things, that's our team and we have the way we do things. Ghost Club Detroit is kind of like, um, you know, if we were going to do maybe a public hunt that was for a historical site. I think that kind of falls under Ghost Club Detroit where it's, it helps, you know, with preservation and it's kind of an unbiased investigation and then invite people invite people where our team is really about vp paranormal is more the professional and people call yeah you want us to come in and investigate this is where you know you could call us and say i have this or maybe it needs a cleansing or you know that kind of type of thing where you know ghost club detroit is basically where you know, we can invite people to different meetings yep. or guest speakers yep. Yep. or, yeah, yep. classes, learn about equipment, learn about, you know, tools or, you know, see other people's evidence or other people can come and voice their opinion. Yeah, or, just, just, you know, I guess kind of like a support group paranormal. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. welcome um, as long as you're open. Um, you know, I feel like Ghost Club Detroit's not really about one person's moment to shine. It's just kind of a place if you are interested in paranormal that you can sit down and talk. And I, I really urge, we do have Facebook pages, uh, VP Paranormal and Ghost Club Detroit, you know, 
check them out, talk to us. I can't really get people yet that will want it. I mean, lots of people I know you guys are out there looking at it. I can see that, but nobody's right. really interacting. But please, we're open to your suggestions and your opinions. Doesn't mean I'm going to necessarily agree with them, but we're open to it. And you know, we we just we want to hear what's out there. Yeah, definitely go to the page and like the page. Um, VG Paranormal and um, Ghost Club Detroit. Detroit. Yep. Um, go ahead and like the page. We'll be doing a lot of activity on there, and it's a lot of, you know, activity, of course, I'll be in, so you guys definitely want to pay attention to that. I try not to put everything on my Facebook page, but it definitely will be linked to all the time that I'm doing something, but as far as, like, details, you'll have to go to those pages, like, for the details. The other thing that was um, really interesting is the equipment, Right. you know, the different equipment that we see certain people, you know, kind of like, oh, look, you know what, I want to go back. Because, you know, you were saying you weren't into the demonology and things like that. And I want people to know that basically as far as, you know, because um, I know people are going to ask as far as, like, what my view is. Well, with me, I'm open to some of everything because I'm just scary. <laughs> So, no, you're, you're, you're not scary. You are not I'm just scary. a scary person, you know. So, for me, um, I haven't seen it. It doesn't mean that I don't believe it, but I definitely agree with, like, Sarah, she hasn't seen it. She doesn't have any evidence of it. So, therefore, for them, it may not, you know, exist. For, exist. for me, I haven't seen it. I haven't um, I felt things that feel off or feel very evil, or people will say demon. Um, but I have never, you know, walked into an investigation where, you know, I experienced demon. They say it's rare and few and far and in between. Right. Um, but I don't know if it exists. You're absolutely right. Like, I, I just uh, listened to an amazing, and I don't have her name, and I should have written it down, but I just listened to an amazing radio show, and they had a guest who, um, she works with demons, and she said that the actuality of a demon possessing a human is like 0%. They don't, that's not how they work. So, and I guess, you know, again, when I've, I've been challenged by other paranormal teams, and I have. I've had them I was be a little upset, that. yeah. that's where I go. And they may find it irresponsible. But the way they find me irresponsible for not necessarily believing in demons, I find irresponsible to place that on another human being. And again, just because I don't, I, the word demon isn't in my vocabulary, doesn't mean I don't believe in negative. Obviously, there's negative energy. If there's positive, there's negative. Right, we must and, know the difference. Right, and negative you know. can feel heavy and yeah. oppressive, and I get that. Um, I just don't believe it's the way to exist, let's say, in school life. I okay. don't go in with holy water. Um, I don't go in with an icon from the church, um, I, my guess would be if that's an issue, then you should go to a priest or a minister or a pastor. Right. Right. But it shouldn't be somebody like me. Um, I'm there for the research of paranormal. I'm there to, if, if somebody says, you know, my house feels heavy, uh, I need your help, then I'll help you with your sages or your oils or what makes you happy to change the energy. But it's your space, so you should be the person to change it. I think, you know, I, again, power of suggestion, it's right. something that I'm dealing with right now and in, in kind of trying to learn is, you know, just because you have, say, a rather famous paranormal investigator come in your house and he says, well, I've gotten rid of the demon, you should be good, and then they're all like, oh, my gosh, it feels so much lighter. Well, I mean, you kind of were just suggested that. 
Right. And you believe in putting the power in the person. I think you Because I think we deal with it every day. You're surrounded. You know more than anything. We're surrounded every day by it. Right. It's your, you're in the living world. Right. And for me, I believe what pierces the veil is either their lessons, messages, um, sometimes maybe they're, maybe the negative is not really negative. Maybe they're just tough lessons we need to learn. I don't know. That's the thing that I want to explore and that we want to explore. And I think that, um, again, I think there are plenty of teams that can handle all the demonology stuff. I don't think we need another team like that. I think that, you know, we just kind of offer a different, and we might not fit everybody's needs. Which is true. And if we don't, we would say we can help you find a team that deals with this because, look, you're not going to hurt my feelings. Right. You know, and I'm not there to change your mind. So, you know, you got to go. But I do think there's a place for us. I think there are probably more people that would be willing to say, yeah, maybe I do believe in ghosts because now you're making it a little bit more commonsensical. And now I I can see that being a possibility. Right. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it, makes, you know, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So what do you um what do you feel about people who definitely go in with like a large team? I mean, don't you feel like that's too much it's hard to get anything if everybody's moving around and well, so many people for, right? Like if you're going in with a large team and you're going to a place like Waverly, then I think you're fine. And oh yeah, Waverly's huge. Right. So then yeah. you're talking about you know it it's it's it is what it is. Right. It, it, you're, you're going in there, you're going for the ambiance, you're going for the stories. Um, you know, my team, yeah, we've certainly done all the places that ghost adventures and ghost hunters. Like, you've done all right. these. They're fun. You want to do them. But believe me, you're not reinventing the wheel out there by going to those places. Right. Um, and I think that those are great for anybody that's, like, just wanting to do it kind of here and there and, oh, it'd be fun to go do it for next. It's scary. That's great. That's great. Um, but I think that when you do a more intimate investigation, I think then you're willing to, well, one, you have less contamination, right? right. You're not going to have all, all these people of walking course. around. Right. Um, but I think that, um, and you kind of said it, there's a psychology behind it. So I think when you do smaller venues with a smaller team, you're really learning the psychology of who you're working with. You're kind of learning the psychology of the building. You know I'm really corny when it comes to this. I follow some other right. buildings and right. spaces, and, like, I feel they're a living entity, and I love them and I want to get right. to know them and what lived inside of it and you know what did it what secrets do they hold right. so I think that that's why I like a smaller team I think that you really get to know the place and the person you're working with so much better and yeah. I think that you're maybe um, maybe you get a little different evidence that comes out of it because you're looking at it a little different. When you're there at a public hunt or you're at a really big venue, it's very, it is just, you know, your fear takes over. You're not, I mean, you're, it's because it's, it's like going to a haunted house to yes. set up, right? Right. Because they're going to guarantee you, like, you go to Waverly, even though right. you guys got great evidence. Yeah, we got really great evidence, but it was a big place and we got it in lockdown. And, you know, even though we had a, you know, a, I would say a lot of people with us, it didn't seem like right. that. Right. Because it was so much, but I've always done those things with you know Andrea, who you met, and um you know I always say Brittany, Brittany, you didn't meet, she didn't come along, but Andrea and her mother Pam are the two people you met, met that come along with right. us, you know, all the time or have that, and um they just you know have they have that that's their hobby right. in doing things, and um we were able to capture some things that we couldn't explain, right? You know. 
and we were right there. So, you know, it goes back to, like, okay, how do you explain those things? How do you explain those things? Well, I think that's so if it's your hobby, then when you're done with your investigation, you leave and you're done. And right. You, and you kind of focus on the experiences that you have. Right. But when you do it and you're kind of in it the way, uh, like I'd say, DC Paranormal is, is that then it's not over. It's no. never over. See, we didn't go, you know, investigate, like, the land, really, or the building. Like, I didn't know afterwards it was really a utopian society. and you know, I didn't know any of those things, but as far as my end, I'm not supposed to know any of those no, things. No, you go in, you know? so, well, and here's the thing. I think when, like, we, uh, Michelle and I did one, a very, very popular location in western New York. Um, she had been a couple times, and actually Debbie had gone with her one, one of the couple times, and then I went just this last August. And I just will say, and, and this is where, again, paranormal teams have kind of, given me their opinion, which is fine, because I just said, I call bullshit. It's, it's not haunted. It just isn't. Um, but the stories that are attached to the house, and many books have been written about this. Many of the shows do a lockdown on this place. Um, if they would do and be honest about the research, most of the stories that come out of that house are actually about places around that house, not even the house itself. And so, and, and that's the part that to me, is more exciting. Like, we found not far from the home that we were investigating was um, uh, this lake, and it's where they found the first oil in the United States. Wow. And it's this, and it's gated, it's this really small little area, and it's in Indian territory. And so it's something where, you know. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anything Indian area around the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's like painted lane. You know, and, uh, yeah. and I guess that they have to say this stuff because they want to bring money in. And I think that you should you should always pay for those public investigations to help preserve history. Absolutely, hands down, don't even think about it, do it. It's, right. A lot of times it's thirty or fifty bucks. Do yourself a favor. Right. Do it for you and do it for the for the location. But I just think adding all the, it's like, it's like uh, my husband always says, uh, Saving Private Ryan. It's like that movie has every horror of war in one movie. Well, a lot of these locations put every horror of paranormal into one location, okay. even though it might only have one aspect. Of it. Right, exactly. But you got to sell it. And I think that's where our team, like, it's okay if it doesn't have a gory history to it. We just want to investigate and get in there and find the real Hunting, the real paranormal that comes through, the messages that might be coming through. Right. So, you know, I think, you know, with Waverly, there's probably so much more to that location than it's just the building. Be. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, that's the fun part. So it's your investigation, like Dixboro for me, is still not over. Still right. reading the book, still looking at things, things will start to come together. So it might take you a year to actually finalize your investigation right. and put your opinion on it. That's pretty cool. So, that's pretty cool. And going back to, now we can go back to the equipment, uh-huh. because I know we were talking about meeting how, you know, I forgot what I was watching or whatever, and, you know, they were using different things to, you know, and I think we've done it in investigation as far as, like, uh-huh. to bring the ghost in, and I saw one, and I asked, I was like, have you guys brought, like, vows with you? Right. I know we at one time brought, like, a ball or, right. or something like that, yeah. and I wanted to know you guys, you know, you guys' experience in bringing a tool with you. Yeah, we, well, we love our equipment. When you first get into paranormal, you'll buy everything that's out there, <laughs> and it's changed a lot. Like, a lot of the stuff that we bought for 
20 bucks is now $75. Like, they definitely, if something is deemed paranormal, right. then they're going to, they can jack the price up and we all eat it up. Um, so I would say for us, we have a lot of fun equipment. Okay. But if we're going to, what what we would rely on most is, and I brought that with the Casey meter. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that in because we were watching that movie <laughs> that was, like, yeah. talking about some things, and I was like, what the? Yeah, so the K2 for us is it's blinky lights, as I like to say. That's the technical term. It's blinky right. light. Um, and that's, you know, it's an EMF detector, and there is no, so here's where I, where right. I start to kind yeah. of step on the toes of other paranormal teams. There is no real, nobody knows why a K2 meter or an EF, EMF reader actually interacts with the other side. What we can assume is that that picks up, and it's actually, it was just going off. Yeah, it was just going off <laughs> um, a few minutes ago. So um, what that does is it picks up any, anything that's electrically charged, and then what we, what we can assume is that the other side, whatever energy it brings, interrupts the K2 meter and makes it go off. So a lot of times we use it to ask yes/no questions. You know, are you a man? Blink once, if, you know, it's yes. Blink twice if it's no. Um, so we do that. To me, is like, and you're in the dark half the time, right? So right. you can see right. if, it's, if it's interacting. So a K2 meter for sure. Um, we do have a, a FLIR for our iPhone or iPad, which is cheap thermal imaging, you know. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so that's, and you, but again, you have to be really careful because with any kind of heat signatures, you have to be careful that something isn't super reflective, that it's not something, and I showed, and I did show this to you actually um, uh, two summers ago when I came with you on a quick little investigation. Um, You know, when you put your hand on a wall, you don't realize, even if it's on there for a hot second, that it leaves a pretty big heat signature, and it lasts for a while. So I think sometimes those things can be, maybe misinterpreted for the other side when maybe you accidentally sat on something or had your arm against it or you didn't realize your coat was touching something. So, But it's still a fun piece of equipment to kind of use. Um, digital recorders, obviously, that's probably our favorite. We probably, right. Again, I would almost say 90%, hopefully my sisters would agree with this, uh, 90% of our evidence would be voice. Yeah, I like the voice. And thing. they're pretty clear. We don't, um, I'll just call it Zach Baggins, we, we, don't, we don't go with the clicks and buzzes. Um, it's got to be words for us to say, yeah, that's absolutely something that we right. hear. Um, and again, when you have a speech pathologist able to listen to them and tell you these are words, yeah, that, that is so cool. Words. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's huge. And then, you know, I do use a ghost app. My husband makes fun of me all the time. He's <laughs> But I'm going to tell you, and I know. I like my apps too. My yeah. apps kind of like working. I know Andrea. You know, and Brittany, we've had experience when we were at Shawshank with the app, and yeah. it was were you going off. Yeah, yeah, the one yeah. you said, it was yeah. going off, yeah. and one, it was just talking. And, you know, the thing is this. You, you should always look at it if it's entertainment only. Okay. However, and, you know, maybe later on, if we do another show, I can tell you some of my stories. I have just, it has given me a name, and that name was tied to where I was and kind of followed me from there. And I use that term follow very loosely, but that I think that whatever was there will always kind of be a part of me. Um, so I, it is fun to use because it can give you some jumping right. points. Um, right. I wouldn't say I would use it for hard evidence or right. hard scientific evidence, but it is a good place as an investigator just to kind of use and have fun. I know some very famous psychic like mediums do think it's a great app, and then there are people that say it's kind of, Silly and crazy right. and crappy. But no, yeah, I, don't, I, don't I like that. Um, white chalk, 
you know, you should always carry a pack of white chalk in your bag because if somebody says something moves, this way you can circle the item without damaging furniture or locations, especially if they're historical, and you can see if that object that they claim moves all the time actually breaks your, your line of chalk. Oh, yeah. That's, um, so, yeah, that people, yeah. yeah. Um, so I would say, and then, you know, your, your cameras, digital cameras right. and video, yeah. video cameras. Um, we always seem to miss the video camera thing. Like, and I'm going to, I'll just say, when you watch the TV shows, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't take your lessons from TV shows. Don't, don't do that. If you're going to learn paranormal, I guess I would read books and maybe talk to other teams or go to the public content that teams are, are hosting and watch right. how they do it. I would do that before I would probably go off of a TV show. Um, but it seems to me, even when, when the big dogs use video cameras, they never have all the angles covered. So although they'll have something taping and you see something move, you're kind of, for me, where my head goes is, okay, but what's underneath that? Because I can't see all angles. So I still can't say that it's That's not being manipulated. That's a scientific mind. Like, I, can't, it in, like, I can't okay, say that it's not being manipulated by anything. Right. So I don't really, I don't trust that too much. Um, we do have dowsing rods, and there have been instances where those things work amazing. I have never used those, yeah. so I'm excited to yeah. see how and that I'm, goes. Yeah, and I'm curious when we use them with you, like, um, I think that it depends who you're working with. Yeah, whether those work I wonder. Or not. I've had them one day work, and my sister Michelle can, can confirm this. We've had it work with somebody, I believe she's Albanian, and that they were, she was actually asking questions in Albania, and the Albanian, mm -hmm. and then the things were the dowsing rods were answering the questions, and I would say to her, I don't know what you're asking, so you have to tell me if this is answering correctly. And she's like, Yeah, it is. Wow. So um, I think dowsing rods are great, but a lot of times if you're in the middle of a, an investigation and it's really dark, you can't see <laughs> what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then we have like pendulums. We do have a shack hack or spirit box, which is the radio that you oh, um, cool. kind of um, yeah. tamper with, and yep. they, they run through box. the yep. The AM stations. Um, I loved it in the beginning, and they're fun. I'll just say I think you should use them for entertainment only. I don't think that they're good for getting really I really don't because you're you're picking up voices. Uh, although I do have kind of a story that goes with the shack hack that kind of is kind of creepy, um, and it stopped on a radio station. We were at a, a very famous place in Buffalo, New York, and we actually go there a lot. And it was a church, and then it was a funeral home. And then now it's a museum, and wow. it's a museum full of um, any any war that America was in. And so we were sitting in this one room, and the shack hack was going off, and it's spinning through the station, and it stopped, and it stopped on music, like an old creepy song, right at the beginning of the song, and it's just like from the 20s. And wow. it was just a really, it was like, okay, out of all the things that it could stop on, and at the beginning of the song, it was very That's creepy. cool. So, I mean, cool. yeah, there's yeah. equipment, and I think as you get into investigating, you kind of realize you always, I just always grab a tape, too. Right. And you always have your recorder. And if you don't have your recorder, then you can do yeah. your phone recorder. Um, so, you know, I think that you, although all that fun equipment and REM pods and, you know, the, the K2s and the teddy bear, yeah, I mean, I guess. Right. But when you're on investigation, you don't want to have to pack up a giant suitcase full of equipment. I think right. you should go with some tried and true. And right. so for us, our team is, and it's not invasive, I think, what we use. No, um, I don't think so either. I mean, yeah. it's pretty cool. And disposable cameras. I always yeah. tell people disposable cameras are really good for yeah. really catching some really, really good stuff. When you, when you can't or you can't see it, I always say just flash, 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 right. flash. Yeah. You know, um, 
so those are the things that, like, I, you know, I wanted to talk about as far as equipment because you can see so many people bring in so much stuff in investigations, and you're like, what the hell right. are they bringing in, like, in that? Right. Plus, you know, some of this stuff, again, I mean, what are you testing this on? Because you can't see you tested it on a ghost. Right. There's no real solid evidence that you did. So I just think you should go with, again, it's your personal, I mean, you know, paranormal, probably 50% psychology, probably 30% personal experiences, and then the rest is up the right. yeah. So exactly. I think that, you know, you, you have to be realistic at what you're looking at and what you're using. And I think all these new funds, you know, there's now an EDT, I think watch you can have, the yeah, Apple Watch. And, yeah. You know, I just think they start to get a little too complicated. And right. I think you should go, you don't, you've got to kind of weed out the, the room for error, even with right. digital cameras. There's a lot of room for error. I would love, if there's a female out there that's a professional photographer that would love to work with us, I would love to have a professional photographer come out and take pictures of investigations so you could understand the, the shutter speed. And I don't know anything about Right. But there are reasons why you get orbs, and a lot of times it isn't what you think it is. Right. And it is camera error. So, you know, that stuff is where I think we kind of differ from other teams. Yeah. You know, which is great. when we use equipment. Which is stuff, great. So. Which is great. I know we're getting towards like the end of the show, so where do you think you where you want to take um, VP next? Uh, as far as what you mean. So as far as, like, you know, the investigation houses, I definitely want them to know that you'll be speaking at an engagement soon. Yeah. So talk about that real quick. Um, I was asked and invited to speak for uh, the German Women Professional Association. And yeah. That will be this Friday. Um, so really, I think... You guys got to go check it out. <laughs> yes. Is this Friday it's where? Friday. It's at the, I believe, Southfield Marriott. You can check it out on their Facebook page. It's the German Professional... or. German Women Professional Association. Um, so I think uh, really with us, I, I guess I just really want to get our name out there. And if people want to, um, you know, we are getting more into home studies, especially now that we have you. Um, I, you know, we want to get more into less away. We, we do want to do some public hunts. We would love to be able to hook up with some great historical locations and, and help them host events. But we really kind of want to do more of the real investigating right. history. So the smaller venues, the, the homes that people call and ask. And, and you know, or people are, you know, comfortable in asking because it's real personal. And, and then hopefully classes. You know, yeah. Hopefully we'll get into we want to do classes. Yeah. We definitely want to do classes. We'll be doing classes, you know, basically the classroom will be Mind's Eye Bookstore or Mind's Eye Healing Center. Um, and, you know, at Hayes, 21 and Hayes. Um, also... Tell them how they can reach us. Yes. So you can, uh, the best way to do it is um, you can, if you go to VP Paranormal um, on Facebook, uh, I, you can message us or you can go to VP Paranormal, all one word, at gmail.com, um, and we will get back to you in less than 24 hours. I always have my phone attached to my hip. So, um, and then, you know, at that point, we can exchange phone numbers. I don't really like to put our personal cell phones out there. Right. Um, but you can reach us absolutely on uh, Facebook, look us up, like us, talk to us. Please interact with us. We want to hear from you. Like, I didn't put that page up there to be a shining star. I right. just wanted to put it up there and hope that people would put an opinion out there. Hey, have you ever thought of this? Like, change my mind. If there's something that I, I talk about that you don't like or, you know, if you think I should maybe explore the demon side of it more, Change your mind. Tell me. Show me something. Talk oh, give us it. individual yeah. places. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we were saying that that next year we want to really investigate like the upper 
Yeah, the UP. Yeah, you talked about the UP and doing that. And me and Sarah, um, even with this, we we don't have like enough time to get into. I wanted to get into with Sarah, with Sarah a bunch of stories, you know, that they have experienced. And I plan on doing a part two. So next month we'll have Sarah again on. You know, me and Courtney decided that you know we'll have Sarah again because I had so many questions about. You know, just, you know, her start in getting into it, her experience, has she, we, you know, I didn't get a chance to get into has she, you know, what was her first experience with the ghost? If she had any, you know, we didn't get into that, you know. Um, have to listen next month. Right? <laughs> get into that, you know, I didn't get a chance to, like, throw questions at her, you know. And then, you know, just the thing that, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys can go to, you know, the Facebook page and, you know, ask questions so I can, you know, ask her on air, and even you if you were skeptic. Yeah, yeah and I check in. Never checks in all so time. it's really, really cool. Um, definitely for me, you can find me at DeborahPsychicMedium.com. Um, I am a professional, however you want to put it, psychic medium. Doing it for like five years, been very gifted ever since birth. Um, you definitely can book me for anything. You can book it online or you can talk to my assistant. Lisa, um, I'm here doing the radio show every third Tuesday. Um, the next show, definitely having Sarah. Sarah on would be great. And then, you know, next time, maybe we'll have the other two sisters who um, we got to, like, bribe to, you know, call in to be on. You know, maybe they thought that we were going to videotape it. There's no video. Well, maybe we will videotape it next time where we can be like, we'll do a FaceTime. Yeah, FaceTime or we can do Facebook Live where, you know, they can really see our interaction. It was um, also uh, the thing that you're going to be at um, for the, you said it's the German. Yeah, professional women's association. I hope I'm not saying it wrong. I think it's G. German. Women professionals. I think it's GWPA. And your topic is? It's going to be basics to ghost hunting. And I'm going to go over equipment. I do have evidence to share there um, and just anything that, you know, would interest them. There'll be questions. Um, I think the presentation is like anywhere from 15 minutes to 30 minutes long. So I have a, a slideshow and I've got equipment to show oh, them cool. and some EVPs to hear. And some photographic, even though I'm not huge on photographs, but I did bring some photographic. Do you know how much tickets are? Or? Uh, I believe they're $28 a ticket, and mm-hmm. that does um, include a meet and greet at the beginning, and then I believe it's drinks, dinner, and then the presentation. That's going to be nice. So come join us. And do you, Cheryl, real quick, do you often um, do engagements like that? Is that something you're open to? I am people want totally to open to call it. you and... Yeah. You know, one thing I thought real quick was really interesting with you that you definitely did the Detroit Yacht Club, and yeah. that was interesting. Well, yeah, because most people were already, by the time they came to me, they'd been partying all night. So that was a little bit like wrestling toddlers, but yeah. it was. But she did a tour. Yeah. Um, and the history yeah. kind of like of that, which was really, really awesome. Yeah, I'm, really we're cool. open to whatever, you know, if there's something, if you, you know, it's it's kind of a fun, just a fun thing to do. I am not a public speaker. I'm not an actress. I'm not. I right. it's just It's just who I am. It's who my sisters are. And you guys have got to see it. <laughs> you got to see it. It's so natural. So it's, a lot, it's just a lot of fun. So, yeah, we're open to, you know, this is just, you know, we are so thankful and, and appreciate that you've invited us to do your show, and um, we're so excited about the, the Professional Women Association. 
Like we're we're just getting. So you know what? Hey, who knows what could happen from here? We're vain. Well, I'm excited. I know. I'm excited to be part of the team and. I've met Deb, and I've got to yeah. meet the other sister. Yeah, I had a brief meeting. Yeah, a brief meeting. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait till we kind of all get together, and uh, yeah. I just got a feeling it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we are. We're we're getting a lot of places together to kind of explore, yeah. which is going to be really, really good. And if you have any suggestions, throw it out on Facebook for us. We, we would love please, to Please, please. Courtney, Courtney, are you still there? Yes, I am. I'm kind of calling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is she still there? So, Courtney, I hope you heard everything. Courtney, one thing I want to say that, you know, me and Sarah had a meeting. We were talking about Eloise, and I told her she had to meet you to talk about Eloise. So we're going to talk about that in our next show. Awesome. Yeah, I had a pretty interesting experience with Eloise. Deborah knows about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hear it. Awesome. So, Deborah, are you all set? I am all set. Yeah, we're just going to, you know, continue with Sarah on our next show. Awesome. I know that you did want to mention a little bit about candles for the new moon. You have a couple minutes left. Did you want to go over that real quick? You reminded me. Yes, the new moon is tomorrow. And everyone always, always bless on my page, you know, the burn candles. So for the new world tomorrow, it's very important that you write out your intentions for everything that's new. Lately, I've been experiencing a lot of clients in just crazy mode and just not really being able to see the light. So once we kind of walk out of this darkness, we'll walk into a new moon, and you'll be able to write your intentions for everything to manifest. You know, I've been telling a lot of people just, you know, hold on. A lot of things have been seeming really, really crazy. A lot of things have been seeming a little shitty. But you got to, like, really focus on tonight and write your intentions. You can definitely go to Candlewick. Um, mention my name, Deborah, and you'll get a discount because I'm definitely, um, that's like my second family, my second home. Their candles do work. You know, right now, as far as my, uh, what I'm burning, I'm buying, I'm burning road opener. You know, and as far as, like, clients and clientele, if you're in business, I would definitely get Querent Caller, Querent Caller. Like, those are my two things that um, really gets me going. As far as, like, love energy, you know what? My best thing to kind of, like, burn for, I tell people to burn for is love energy, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve seem to, like, definitely do that. And I definitely recommend um, Dorothy Morrison's uh, Red Stilettos. Red Stilettos is for any type of love that puts fire on any on everything. But definitely be careful of it. Make sure you like the person before you burn something and then you got somebody you don't really want on your shoulder. So those are my suggestions, like, for the new moon. But definitely, definitely get your candles and start burning tonight or tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Courtney. If you're just tuning in, you're listening live with Voice for Spirit, feel free to go to BodyMindSpiritRadio.com where you can actually listen to it in its entirety. You can also listen to all of Deborah's other episodes on there. So once again, BodyMindSpiritRadio.com and Voice for Spirit. Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of the night.